0: By the way, you're going to have got tons of vitamins in your house. <laughs> <laughs> so make use of those vitamins and, you know, feed you to your, your your family, have a protein shake and all these things. And you're going to be healthy too. Isn't that amazing? And I was like, okay, I'm going to fall into this trap. Okay, fine. Let me do it and go and send it over. So I gave him money that I saved for years mm-hmm. like from, a, oh my God, I saved for years and um, newsflash,
1: I never got a nickel. Nothing. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. If you're not already a member of our community, please go to MyWorstInvestmentEver.com right now to join and receive the following five free benefits. First, you get the risk reduction checklist I created from all the learnings from all the guests. Second, you get my weekly investment research email to help you increase your return. Third, you get a 25% discount on all ASTOTS Academy courses. Fourth, you get instant access to the Facebook community to get to know guests and fellow listeners. And finally, you get my curated list of the top 10 episodes out of now more than 400. Fellow risk-takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guest, Cassie Parilio braganza Cassie, are you ready to rock?
0: I am ready to rock, and you pronounced my name right. Congratulations. (sighs) Thank you.
1: That's the biggest challenge. That's my hardest job with the podcast is making sure I get that right. The tough (laughs) challenge goes to my guests. Let me introduce you. So business growth, online mentor and coach. Cassie helps coaches, consultants, trainers, private practitioners and service driven entrepreneurs claim their six figure outcomes for their seven figure Businesses to her program, Power Profile Biz Accelerator. Cassie, take a moment and fill any further tidbits about your life.
0: Well, my life—we're um, just newly married. My husband and I were just newly married and in December 2020. And coming from that, my entire career was an on and off from the roller coaster ride of being in corporate to being a solopreneur to venturing all sorts of things into going back to the hotel business until I finally have my own startup recognized by Google and all those things. So finally, you know, finally I said, okay, it's time for me to have my own startup again. When I lost my job, just when I was in the nickel of being my dream job of having my dream job as a general manager of a hotel. So one of my greatest dreams really was to become one of those women general managers, because at the time when I was a little bit more younger, I maybe mean, high school and stuff, whenever I search on Yahoo, okay, Yahoo, mm-hmm. guys, Yahoo, let's talk, let's not talk about age right here, right? When you, when you were going through Yahoo search, you barely got to see who are the top women leaders. Mm-hmm. And I figure there's something wrong. There was a problem here. How come there are no, you know, much women leaders on top? I mean, I know that women are, you know, great leaders. We do multitasking well, we nurture. And at such a young age, I already had a dream. In fact, I had it on my journal. And finally, when college was just about to, when I was about to turn into college, I was juggling and I was thinking, should I go for being a doctor because my parents said so? Or maybe should I become a lawyer because my dad named me after a lawyer. Or maybe I should be, you know, in mass communications guy. I love to talk. Or maybe, you know, there are just so many things. And so finally I said, you know what, a good thing that I have been journaling since I was young and I saw that, okay, you love going to the spa. You love going, hanging out in the resorts and hotels. Might as well just do it. So yeah, so the story of my life was, I just went straight to that. I didn't march for college anymore since I was all about, you know, screw it. Why am I gonna do that? I mean, why am I gonna wait five hours just to go to the stage and just get my diploma? Mm
1: -hmm. So that
0: was my story though. And um, finally, when when I got my very first job, it was such an ambitious goal and people have always been labeled me ambitious like negatively and Mm -hmm. I was like, F that, like what's wrong with being ambitious? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I wanted to become, you know, to to work at the best resort in the world, I would do that because that's my dream, who cares? So when in college, you know, I only gave my resume to just one company, While all of them were sending it out to different companies, left and right, you know, shooting the moon here and there. For me, I was just like, no, I'm just going to give it to Amman Resorts. That's it. Mm. And it's all that I wanted. And people were like, oh, you're so ambitious, Cassie. They're not going to accept you. You're just what? A newly grad? Who are you? And why would you even have this ambition to become a general manager anyway? And you just graduated. I was like, okay, well, that's my dream. So F you, right? So I've always had that thing in me. But of course, sometimes it creeps me in. You know, that self-doubt sometimes creeps me in. When I got in there, I was like, I can't believe that I was upgraded from being in the Amman Resort in the Philippines to Aman Resort in the US, which is Amangani. And that's really, really changed my life. But apparently, I, I realized there's just so much more to learn. You know, like being a general manager, apparently is not just about cleaning the, you know, cleaning Mm. the floors. (laughs) I mean, that's not actually that. Or being the chef of the house or, you know, receiving guests and all. Although it was pretty fun, though, having to receive celebrities, Mm. um, closing the entire resort, thinking Michael Jackson was going to come in. Apparently it was Michael of Jackson. Oh my God, that was crazy. Yeah. And that was the story of my life. And Mm. until finally, when I got back in the Philippines and long story short, ventured on a lot of things, my general manager said, Hey, Cassie, if you really want to become a general manager, one secret that I have to tell you is that you got to expedite and carve your own path." So while everybody were like going for, you know, staying in one hotel, 10, 15 years, maybe, um, you know, just sticking to one department, Cassie over here was venturing out on a lot of departments by going to the best marketing agencies, ad agencies. I went to Ogilvy, Philippines, and Myanmar to just really know what are the ins and outs until finally I said, you know what, I'm ready to become a marketing director and maybe be a mentored by becoming general manager. And that was a story. But he said, you know, Cassie, I think you're much better in entrepreneurship. I was like, what? Mm. Who are you to crush my dreams? I'm like, I'm in this close. I'm like, you're already mentoring me. So why? Well, why is that happening? And said, you know, Cassie, I see you because here's the thing. He gave me a zero marketing budget zero and you are in finance Andrew you're in finance do you know like in, in corporations there will always be a marketing budget right I mean how are you going to earn money if you have no marketing budget like how is that even possible and I was yeah. like okay hey, I mean be damn right but he went on and said no I believe in you I'm gonna give you nothing and nothing it's just you and your assistant that's it I was like what the hell So I couldn't believe it. But Cassie here, being the ambitious that she is, I was like... take on the challenge if this is the if this is going to be the the test of the time so that i can prove to you that i can be the general manager and an amazing badass woman i'm gonna definitely do this Mm. and what happened was i made use of my resources i really immersed myself in the business i was you know talking in length with him what are the things that we have to cut cost in i talked to him about this thing and what he taught me was why do you have to cut cost in order for you to earn more I was like, what what the hell are you teaching me again? (laughs) Mm. Right. But eventually, you know, what happened was I just finally saw here the opportunity that in order for you to make money, it's really not about spending money. In order for you to make money was actually having to know what are the resources that you have and make use of those resources and then 10x that. So what Mm -hmm. I did was I took stock on, you know, I took stock on what's happening in the resort, in the hotel, what are our assets, and turn it over. And we had fully booked rooms after. We had fully booked restaurants after on buffets. And it just returned around. And my general manager was so impressed by that. But I was actually impressed. But (laughs) even if I was impressed, I was like, I'm lacking sleep. So I love sleep. So no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, the story no. there is, um, it's the story of my life. And yep. quit stuff, got married, pandemic, shit happened. And here I am teaching people the business of it all and so how to make money with nothing.
1: Let me just ask that question before we get on to the main question. The next question is just what type of person who is suffering what type of pain can benefit from what you bring to them?
0: what type of pain can I bring to them? I guess I think this is the desperation and also the desire and also being focused on one goal. Mm -hmm. And when you mix them all together, it gives you this force of nature that you're just going to make things happen because you want to make things happen.
1: Right. Okay. Great. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, what a story. And uh, by the way, I know a lot of very impressive women in the Philippines. And now today, the audience, you are getting to know just one more. So now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances (laughs) leading up to it, and then tell us your story.
0: Oh my God, Andrew, you know, when I said yes to this podcast, I was like, I love this topic. It's a topic that nobody really talks about and it will take a lot of bravery and vulnerability to actually share that story. So kudos to you. Thank you for, you know, bringing us in here and for allowing me to also have this conversation to your listeners. And of course, learning from you as well. Worst investment. Now, As you briefed also, you know, I mean, investments is not just all about money, it's Mm -hmm. all about all sorts of other things. I mean, for me, I have two things in mind when it comes to investments. asking and knowing what is the ROR and what is the ROI, right? I mean, Mm. in finance, it's all about ROI, but for Mm. me too, I have to know what is ROR. So basically, what is your return of investment when you actually invest in something or what is your return of resources if you invest in something? Mm. So I think one of the biggest mistakes that I actually learned along the way too, well, from coming from all these endeavors in and out of corporate, to startups, to being my own, and to now being the general manager or CEO of my own company. There's just so many things, but I stop looking on ROI alone. I have to look into also the ROR or return of resources. Like if I invested on in something, does it, I mean, what else aside from money do I get from it, right? So it could be I increased the level of my confidence. Did I increase the level of, you know, my knowledge? Was I able to know now finally I have SOPs in my team, right? So there is no waste of investment if if, if you learn from it and you piece them all together as a learning. Because I when I shifted as well my mindset, Come, I mean, I'm going to go into that worst investment, right? When I shifted my mindset that, there's no such thing as winners and losers, there's only winners and learners. So when I stop asking or telling myself that I lost from this investment, and I'm going to feel like bad about it, I'm going to feel like, okay, that was just a shitty move. Why did you even do that? Right? But now it's really more, okay, what did I learn from that? Okay, now that you do that, you had an empowered decision, why did you come up with that decision? What is the objective of actually having to Decide or 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 invest into that. Now the worst investment that I had, which is really pivotal in my life, was, you know, when I was a little bit more younger, I always fall into the trap of sales talk. (laughs) people will come to me and say, okay, Cassie, do you want to invest in this? It's going to 10X your business and it's going to 10X your life. All you got to do is sit around in there and just not do anything. I mean, I think it was the height of MLMs and all those experimenting schemes. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, some people actually really, really are good at it. Mm. But I think for my end, I spent, God, The first thing that I spent on was, I think, around, if I'm not mistaken, around $2,000, $2,500. So I just just, turned it into dollars and pesos. I mean, F, right? Like, oh, shit. So sorry, I kept on saying that. Anyway, Mm. so the story was um, when I was younger, there is this reputable guy. He is coming from a good society. You know all those people who you know leverage on. I am from the elite, or right. you know it's organic. I am. I can be trusted. I'm all over. You know the newspapers. My credibility is awesome, and I'm a friend. And we're rubbing elbows with me. You're gonna rub elbows with these other people too, and stuff like that. So when I was younger, I thought like, okay, how much is the investment, and what is gonna happen? And he was like, okay, when you invest. $2,000, let's should say, when you invest $2,000, what's going to happen is when you invite another person to join the community under you, right? You're going to earn, let's just say, I forgot how much it is, but example, you're going to earn $500. Example, I mean, I can't, I don't want to even remember it. <laughs> so it just hurts right and I was like okay cool and I was like why am I going to support you in this and he was like oh yeah the celebrity here I mean the celebrity a b I mean lots of celebrities it was mentioned it's part of this also and you know in the Philippines we're all about showbiz we're all about you know and unfortunately I kind of fell under that trap when I was younger so I was like okay cool because I trust you I'm going to give you my money and what's my next move and he said, oh my, the next move is just sit in there, hang in there, I'm just gonna do the work and, and my team is gonna do the work and you're just going to like wait for the money to come in. And by the way, you're gonna have got tons of vitamins in your house. <laughs> <laughs> so make use of those vitamins and you know, feed it to your, your, your family, have a protein shake and all these things and you're gonna be healthy too. Isn't that amazing? And I was like, okay. I'm going to fall into this trap. Okay, fine. Let me do it and go and send it over. So I gave him money that I saved for years. Mm-hmm. Like from a, Oh my God. I saved for years. And um, newsflash, I never got a nickel, nothing. And then I was asking him, okay, I thought I'm just going to sit around in here and you're just going to like bring me my money. Like where the F is How much it, right?
1: longer do I have to sit here? How
0: much longer? How much longer? And I was like, hang in there. The celebrities are coming in. Hang in there. Like, I mean, I was getting all those things. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is a good salesman. But I didn't know that, right? Because I was like, what, 20 something? I mean, let's just forget about the age. So after that, I just walk away with it. And I just said, you know, every time I see his face, I just can't trust him anymore. But he's a celebrity chef here. I, oops, he's a celebrity. Mm. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, but he's a celebrity or, or or maybe an icon or known already or somehow, I don't know if you would wanna, if, whatever mm. you wanna call mm. that. So that was that. And I mm. learned my lesson in there. But here's the thing. Another lesson happened. So there's this guy who was like, oh, Cassie, you're in the hotel industry. You know, there is this travel package thing. And when you invest X amount, I think that was around $2,000 again or $2,000. I never learned my lesson. Mm. But he said, oh, yeah, your parents are going to reap the benefit because you will be able to spend time in the like you're going to have, it's like a time sharing kind of
1: thing. Yep, yep.
0: And coming from someone who loves, you know, sitting in the hotel, you know, lounging around the hotel out of nothing or just love your parents, back, I love my parents, you know, all these things. I fell for that trap and I said, okay. And my mom was looking for something to work on. Mm. So I told my mom, hey, mom, I want to invest in this something, but is this something that you want to do? So instead of me, are you going to do the work, mom? So, <laughs> and she's like, okay, what is it? What is it? Tell me about it. And I told her, okay, all you got to do is really, there are coupons and you can sell it to your friends <laughs> for an overnight stay on another hotel and you're going to earn from it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah that didn't turn out well.
1: And- <laughs> what did she say? Did she, she do it did or it. did she say no well, way? She
0: did. She did. She did. She she kind of enjoyed it for a while because there are free. No, it's not free because it's for it, right? Mm. But now I come in, it dawned on me like, oh, I, did, I did pay for those rooms. It wasn't yeah. for free. What the hell? Right? So she enjoyed it. So right. a part of me is just like, you know, it's ha- what I learned from that was, okay, number one, love your parents. You gave an opportunity. At least you gave them <laughs> hotel perks. You stayed on the hotel house that's it but the money back was here's the thing the guy disappeared on me it's mm. like he was gone and I don't know where he was like even if I ask him even right now when I see his face I would always tell him hey dude whatever happened to the money that you said that you're gonna bring back to me mm. I was like oh Cassie you know businesses really fail you know that's the risk that you have to take I was like oh
1: so, so let me ask you yeah, yeah what lessons now I want you to think about there's a lot yeah. of Young people around the world, and particularly in the Philippines, that are being approached mm-hmm. all the time, whether it's online or through other people, with these types of offers. And let's just talk about offers that really probably yes, aren't really awesome. aren't really yeah worth yeah. doing. So my question is, what lessons did you learn from this experience?
0: Well, you know, because of those experience too, right? It actually brought me back to. How I do business as well right now. But before I dive into how it taught me in my business and also how to formulate my own offers and what are the things that you shouldn't do right? What I learned from there was number one is aside from doing the research, you really got to do the work. I mean, there's no such a thing as, you know, sitting there lounging around and expect for other people to do the work for you and have that passive income that you wanted. I mean, sure, there may be, you know, I mean, in business right now, there's evergreen, there is other ways to do the passive income or even in trading. But the thing is, even on trading, you got to do something, right? It's not like, okay, I'm going to put my money there it's not like i like crypto where and you put it in there in 2012 and then now it's like just gonna like you know have the money that you wanted but mm. it's not it's not the real thing so number one it's do the research do the research number two credibility and um, being in the newspapers and stuff doesn't really count i mean it may count a bit but doesn't really count but you gotta also ask yourself is this person really after my 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 benefit and my Mm -hmm. well-being or is he just is he or she or they whatever right are they just being greedy about it and just wanted to i mean want want my money right and number three i also learned that shiny object syndrome right i mean Mm -hmm. when people flash you money that you are going to have x amount in two months three months one month i don't know how long that may be if it's too good to be true run run right now
1: hmm. and,
0: and number four of course is if they say hey in order for you to earn money you gotta give me money first before i give you money okay that's scary too
1: run mm. yep
0: so okay. got it yeah
1: so four yeah. four lessons number, four. number one you got to do the work number two i wrote down that fame is a seducer yeah and uh <laughs> Tiny, <laughs> shiny object syndrome is the idea of if it's too good to be true, then it's not. And also don't give money. You know there are, Business is about, and maybe I'll, I'll add in my, my uh,
0: yeah, yeah of course.
1: my thoughts on this, but you know business is about trust. and I think we don't learn that in school, but when you go into business, you realize every business is operating with trust because you know, you have suppliers that you've said you're going to pay, and you've got customers that you are trusting that they're going to pay. And you got employees that are working that trust that you're going to pay at the end of the month. And so it's all about trust. So trust is a much bigger thing than what I think a lot of young people realize. So think about trust and remember that trust is only built over time. Mm. It, there's no shortcut or hack to no, trust. And the second thing is that I wrote down the word seduced as you know one of the things I take away. And that's, There's so many people out there that are so seductive in what they're proposing to you in a business idea. And they're very skilled. They're so skilled at it that it's almost impossible to resist. So Mm -hmm. be very careful. And I would just say, you have to be careful about every business opportunity. I, I like to say that in investing, never invest in something that somebody called you about because you know anybody calling you is doing so because they're getting paid in one way or the other, or they expect to be paid. And then the last thing is passive income. As a finance expert, I can say, this is going to sound a little bit weird, but there is no such thing as passive income.
0: Yes. I learned that along the way. Right? And, <laughs> yeah. and
1: you know, any little business that you're going to do, you're going to put in work as you've yeah. explained. But even, you know, if, if you look in the world of finance, we have like this exponential curve that says, compounding your money, compound interest. But the point is that exponential curve has one built-in assumption that most people never know because they're not finance experts about it. The assumption that's built into that curve that shows exponential gain later in your life assumes that 100 percent of all the gains that have been received from that investment are reinvested in that investment and that means that totally. particularly if you're young and you're building your wealth you can't get passive income because if you took that income out then you wouldn't get an exponential rise in your income 20 or 30 years from now so that's even another reason why really there is no such thing as passive income unless you can say the mega rich could just yeah. put their money could put their money in the bank or in some bonds and just get you know interest off that but that's far away from what most people who are hoping for passive income Get anything you'd add to that?
0: I think that's that's where I wanted to really talk about over here. I mean, I mean, in this podcast, too, that and especially in Asia, I think, or maybe around the world, I mean, that doesn't matter, but I think it's really more of like people are so so. I'm gonna call it. blindsided by the entire word. Oh, you're gonna have passive income if you do this. Oh, you do affiliate marketing, sure. And I mean, yeah, of course. These are, I mean, these are strategies and tactics. But it's not like it's gonna turn you into like a Bill Gates right away, right? Or even Bill Gates. I mean, he doesn't believe much on like passive income, like right. Mm. I mean, he's diversified the wealth, but. Yeah, I think this is something that really be, needs to be talked about even more. Like, how do you actually define finances? How do you actually define diversification? And even if it's diversification, there are books that would say, you know, like, you need seven things. So that's why I go for an MLM or something. Nine, nine. <laughs> I mean, at least for me, I mean, I was at least on the point when my worst investment ever, it was, I mean, I think the worst investment ever there wasn't because I lost money. Andrew, honestly, Mm. what I lost there was the trust that I gave to that person. Mm -hmm. I really lost as well the confidence in investing in other people that it pained me. I mean, imagine this, I mean, Andrew, it took me a while as well to to trust myself again, right? It took me years. To tell myself, okay, Cassie, I mean, especially now in this pandemic, I lost, you know, I mean, just like you, your coffee Hmm. business and all, right? I lost my business. I mean, I mean, there's no events whatsoever. I can't do all these things I used to do. And all I gotta do is like be creative and do something about it. I was in negative five thousand, almost a million pesos on twenty thousand dollars that if I didn't do anything, I love forecasting, by the way. So yeah. So I was like, okay, as newly married, if we don't do anything, I mean, it's just, it's going to happen. And here's the thing, Andrew, I, I was hurt too much that I wasn't betting on myself anymore because I said, okay, wait, I invested on these things and it didn't give me ROR mm. then, right? I mean, forget about ROI. Okay, sure. What, but it didn't give me ROR. What it, it hurts me. So what happened was, you know, before I hired my very first coach, by the way, I paid my coaches $35,000 money that I didn't have. Oh my, God. oh my God, I know. But because of that, okay, I did my research. I also asked people about it. I also checked on the social proof. I also really spoke to her like in depth. I really had to go through process to talk to this person. Okay, if they, I'm going to bet on myself, but really more of bet on you and this is going to work. And because of that, you know because of that connection all those things that i learned in the past right i was able to bend myself again and this is how i was able to build my business now because mm. this is where i learned right that you don't have to manipulate people in order for you to actually earn money because money is a tool right money it's just gonna go mm. it's gone after but what about the trust right the trust mm. so the worst investment here again I just want to go into a much deeper, you know, meaning into that. It's not because I lost the money. I lost trust, not just, you know, from that person. I lost trust in betting on myself. Right. You lost confidence. I yep. lost confidence. Actually, it's I'm not sure if it's really confidence. Mm. Andrew, I think just it's
1: even actually trust even... Yourself.
0: Yeah, it, I think it's deeper more than just confidence. Because confidence, there are different types of confidence, right? Confident in speaking, confidence in all these things. But I think confidence on up-leveling yourself. confidence on knowing that you are empowered to have decisions again when it comes to betting in yourself. Hmm. So that was it. So okay. I guess, yeah, so I guess that was just that. I hope that helps. I mean, yeah. yeah. So based
1: upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate?
0: Well, really, it's it's having to know what is really the goal that you want and what is the what is this big vision that you have? What is the vision that you have? And go through that direction, because if you don't have a vision, you will always be there, directionless. Did I just say that? Right. Mm, Right. Yeah. So if you don't have a vision, you don't have, you know, you don't have these. Okay. One thing I also do every single day is I actually write down, okay, what are my, what is this big goal that I have again? And then I remind myself about that. Number two, where am I going to house my money? If and when I get those money, where am I going to house it? Mm. And why am I, and then I will ask myself too, why do I want this? Right. what, good will it bring to my family to my health to my parents to whatever reason that may be right and not fall in i mean i do those checks every single day because i don't want to be that person who was like that you know who just manipulated Mm -hmm. manipulation right And, and just being you know the big shiny syndrome object and stuff like that or just you know being directionless so For me, again, it's ROR. So what am I getting out of it? So yeah, so those were the lessons that basically I have to be more like psychologically, what does it do to you? Last
1: question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months?
0: My number one goal for the next 12 months is to have more women, to help more women reach their six, seven-figure income dollars. I haven't had anyone at a seven-figure dollars yet, but I have some with seven-figure Philippine pesos with speed and, of course, with work-life integration. Because in the Philippines, or where I see everywhere as well in the world, majority of the people are all about hustle, 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 Mm -hmm. right? For me, I want you to have time for yourself. And that is my goal. I mean, it feels great. I think this is also the lesson that I had from then, right? Like it feels great to know that when you actually impacted another soul, I mean, in fact, I just, yesterday, somebody said, hey, coach, she was sharing to me, hey, coach, I know I'm a sleeper. You don't see me often, but Thank you for your guidance. We're now building our, our house. And
1: mm. that in
0: itself was just amazing. And I want more stories like that. But personally as well, aside from that goal, of course, with my mentees and responding to that calling, my number one goal for my family too is to actually renovate the house. Oh, okay. So, Exciting. <laughs> it, yeah, it really excites me because we're trying to conceive. We're trying to you know, have a baby. Mm. So I'm already, what excites me really more is like, motherhood. I'm really excited getting prepared for that so it's Mm. not about the money it's really not about the money but it's really more of the experiences that my family is going to go through because of the resources that I also gain and I also
1: give. Great. Well, listeners, there you have it another story of loss to keep you winning. My number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you my listener reduce risk and increase return in your life. To achieve this, I've created our community where you gain the five free benefits I mentioned earlier. Just go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now to join us. As we conclude, Cassie, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience?
0: My parting words is drive ambition, keep on serving love, and do that one thing that fuels you.
1: Beautiful. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well-fellow risk-takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.